and welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder, and this is our podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. Today I'll be chatting with two San Antonio artists, Brittany Hamm and Justin Cover. The exhibition, The Chase, runs through May 28th. Hello, Brittany and Justin. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We're, we're sharing a microphone, so there might be a little, little uh, delay between each thing. Um, so you both live and work in San Antonio? Yes. Um, can you tell us, so just tell us a little bit about yourself for the people who aren't familiar with, with you and your work. And then um, I want to kind of start talking about how you guys became collaborators. Um, sure. Um, so I am in my individual practice, a figurative painter, um, moved to San Antonio for grad school and then just stayed, never left. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. <laughs> In my solo work, I think of myself as working mostly in sculpture, but I also do a lot of fibers and sometimes photos and video and sound and, you know, whatever the idea kind of demands. I also moved to San Antonio for grad school. Brittany and I were in grad school together, and that's how we actually met each other. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, we were both at UTSA, and we started the same semester, so we were like buddies all the way through, and... Brittany's family is also from Iowa, although like two hours south of my family. So we bonded over kind of being Midwestern and the Midwestern tendency to like swallow all of your feelings and put them down somewhere and then keep them there. I might know something about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then um, how we started to collaborate... We were talking about this the other day, actually, and trying to nail it. It started with a show at Hello Studio. Or no, at Clamplight. Yeah. Um, so I was a member of Clamplight Studios in San Antonio for four four years, I think. Mm-hmm. And the year that it was, um, each year, each member would get a solo show as part of the agreement of being in the collective. And my year that I joined, and it was my solo turn, um, Justin and I decided to do the collaborative show. And we were just talking about this the other day. We cannot remember what prompted us to actually do do the work. I think we were just talking about a lot of similar things in our work. And we were good friends, so we were, like, chatting a lot. And I think we realized that there was, like, a lot of overlap in how we were talking about feelings and sort of gender performativity in each of our individual practices that... We thought it would be fun to put it together and make the work. So we met at a coffee shop and planned it out. And then that sort of started the whole collaborative process. Okay. Okay. I think part of what makes that work so well is like Brittany and I share a lot of kind of sensibilities within our work, but we also very much like don't do the same things. Like Brittany is such an incredible painter and I have no business making any paintings ever. <laughs> like, Brittany's paintings make people happy, and they're beautiful, and my paintings are bad, and they make people sad. Um, so it's like, Brittany's really good at that, and uh, I think Brittany wouldn't describe herself as a sculptor. And so it's like, we, we don't have the same skills, mm-hmm. and we are interested in the same ideas. So it makes it really easy to be like, we want to do this, and this is a natural place to pass it off. Um, I think also something that's been really helpful is we have the same sensibilities, but like our aesthetics are also quite different Um, because Justin's work is much, much cleaner than my work is. So there's like (laughs) there's been quite a lot of balance in this practice of 
Justin making like a pristine polish thing that I just sort of like dump paint on top of and it changes the way that the <laughs> that the object functions. Um, so there's been a lot of a lot of fun surprises in how those aesthetics have combined. So is it more of a surprise? I mean, because collaboration can be, um, I don't know, difficult, right? Because yeah, what did you just do to the thing I made or you know, yeah, like, um, that you don't find that at all? No, we were just talking about this um, and like a really important part of our collaboration has been trust. Mm. And like I I trust Justin implicitly in like the decisions that he's making and I'm I'm never like, "Well, I don't know about that one." Like when we're working individually like on the things that we're passing back and forth, we'll send each other images of like how things are going and we'll give each other like tips and feedback. But I've um, I think a really important part is like I trust that he won't make a bad decision um, even if it's like something that needs like more work or like fixing together like I know that anything that he does is going to be good so I think that's been a pretty crucial part of the collaboration I guess you just have to like pick good people to work with yeah I I can understand that (laughs) I also think it's kind of because neither of us is super precious about the object Mm, yeah like we both have like a very defined work ethic where it's like oh I'm gonna put a lot into this thing but if we want to change something or like hack a piece off or add something on top of it or or cover that completely with another layer, it never feels like that's not allowed or like how dare you do that to my thing because it's always like our thing that we're building together. So I don't think we feel possessive about it. Because um, this is this is also the third iteration of our practice. Right, right. So the first time we did a show together... It was very much like I started with five small paintings and he started with five small sculptures and then we swapped and like added things on top of those. So Mm -hmm. it was based more in like passing things back and forth. And then for the second round of the show, um, that was sort of the like proto development of this one. It was much more collaborative. We were like jointly making things together and like we passed it back several times and several times. Um, And we found that we really like that process of it more um because like you get more like fun surprises out of it there's like more bob ross moments that come out of that (laughs) process uh because like everything is a little bit of a new discovery so so this show is all collaborative and so i want to start talking about like the specific concept behind the show so do you think of the european tapestries as the inspiration for the show or kind of a place to start um can you talk about that so Brittany and I both had a wonderful opportunity that the Contemporary in San Antonio, uh, in collaboration with Kunsthaus Batanian, hosted both of us on separate residencies. So we both got to go to Europe and see a lot of those things okay. close-ish to the same time. Like, I think Brittany went like a year after I did. Yeah, so we both got to see those things and we we were both like laughing and enjoying and there was so much like pleasure in those like... You know, like, you go to the Louvre and there's, like, somebody who had never seen an elephant making a tapestry of an elephant. And, like, yeah, it's not a good elephant. I'm putting air quotes around good. Uh, <laughs> if you're wanting it to look like a photograph of an elephant. But it's so... Yeah, it's so weird. They're, like, really beautiful, awkward, lovely things. And I think we both really relish the kind of funny, slightly, like, pathetic beauty in those things Mm. Hmm. 
Um, and I think we also just like love the craft of the objects. Like, um, like for my entire life, I've, I have been obsessed with the unicorn tapestries at the cloisters um, up in New York City. <laughs> and we've both seen them in person. Um, but it like truly was one of the most joyous moments of my life to like see the unicorn in captivity like really, really close. And like you can like see the weave and you can see how large they are and like right. get a feel for the scale. Um, so we've always been really attracted to like the physicality of tapestries as a medium, um, but also the way that like these hunting tapestries we're looking at like was it post Renaissance or like or medieval? We're looking at medieval, yeah, medieval to early Renaissance hunting tapestries. Like the way that the images are composed is so interesting because they're trying to cram in so much narrative into that like singular compositional space like there's like layers of space and land and the figures are like doing strange things as they like weave in and out of the space so like the objects are strangely shaped but they're also doing really fun and sort of like weird things as they're like moving through space um so we've just we've been really drawn to how fun they are and Like, I think a part of our collaboration that we get, like, a lot of joy out of is they are just sort of, like, fun things that we like. We're just, like, making work about things that we like or that we think are interesting. Um, And it's really nice because it's sort of like a a very restful break from our individual practices. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's like, I think we laugh a ton while we're, like, passing. It's almost like... If you've done something to the thing, you get to like unveil it to the other person. It's almost right. like a punchline or something like, ah, did you see the thing I did? <laughs> and there's a lot of that kind of playfulness in it. And I think all the time we're saying like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we added this? Or I know we've added nine layers already, but what if we do one more? You know, so it's right. it's like we, there's license to be maybe more absurd and more playful and add things that we wouldn't in necessarily our individual practice that like this third practice is super flexible because it's not either one of us. Yeah. You get way more license. So, um, so the idea of gender, um, come from the medieval tapestries also, I mean, you guys have been working with gender for a long time in both of your, individual practices but that's kind of forgive me for saying weaved into (laughs) the show no no I love a pun that was great um yeah yeah we think that definitely like the hunt is an allegory for like gender and like the pursuit of women and sort of performative masculinity definitely is a starting point because we like the tapestries and sort of like zeroed in I think individually on the hunting tapestries because of our sort of individual practices like exploration of gender and sort of the performance of gender so I think it happened organically but also was like a little bit of a purposeful choice for sure okay I think too like both of us in our shared practice and in our individual practice are kind of navigating gender in relationship to our own identities too I'll speak for myself, but I feel like the impetus to engage with gender is partially because one feels like the existing garment is like ill-fitting. So so you have to like, you know, you have to cut it up and you're going to let out that waist a little bit or you're going to add in a drawstring or something and fix that thing for you. And I think maybe Brittany and I, in like a binary gender way, people would say it's like a man and a woman working together. But I think like in the spectrum of gender, Brittany and I are 
occupy more of that middle blurry space too. Makes yeah, sense. That that feels right. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that feels correct. Um, and I think also like you know, there's a there's a lot going on with gender and yeah. rights, and we live in Texas, so there's just sort of constantly, um, you know, rough stuff happening constantly in this this exploration of, like, fluidity and, like, what is a gender role and, like, what does, like, one body have to ascribe to um, has been, like, a nice moment of pause um, in the midst of, you know, like, a, a pretty negative and chaotic news cycle. So that's that's definitely been, like, a nice hopeful moment. <laughs> yeah, because you two working together, uh, it's joyful and... You know, you're having a great time and producing beautiful work at the same time. So, yeah. so yay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm wondering if you two can, um, so we've been talking about collaboration. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can like talk about the small tapestry pieces and like what goes in, like what kind of work goes mm-hmm. into them and then maybe end with like the big tapestry that, you know, mm-hmm. comes from those small pieces. Just kind of give the, the, the listener an idea of, what goes into producing those? Sure. Um, so we knew going into round two of this show that we wanted to make some tapestries. And Justin had worked with this company called Wovens before to print some tapestries. So we knew it was an option. And, you know, we were like fully committed to make the object that we were admiring. So we have been talking about doing um, work about landscapes related to this exhibition for a while since the iteration of the first um run of the show and um so we sort of decided we were going to do it um my my husband lives in england so we go over to see his family in the summers so we're sort of surrounded by like these lovely landscapes that are not super commonly found in texas especially in central texas where it's like quite dry and hilly and um so we decided that i would bring back some landscape drawings and some images and then justin was going to find some landscape images and sort of do some sightseeing in Texas so that we could sort of use them as sources for some drawings. And then we drew the drawings. I drew drawings by hand. Justin drew things digitally. And then I digitized my hand-drawn drawings. <laughs> and then we colorized them and then also drew on top of them again. So it was this like great passing back and forth um, and sort of like also concurrent working of like drawing something by hand, making it a digital image in Adobe Illustrator, you know, adding color into it, trading it back and forth. Um, So a fun thing um, that we have done like now a couple times is when people see the work, we're like, which one do you think started with Brittany and which one started with (laughs) Justin? And um, we feel like it's really obvious, but like so far it's been like a, a mixed bag of people like getting it or or not getting it on the guess. Um, but I'll let I'll let Justin talk about post printing. So once okay. the images are done, we send them to the tapestry maker. Yeah, so we assign every line and every color a specific. You know, there's like a palette that you're working within, and you're connecting it to it. And then each of those colors is actually a different weave. So there's like a flat image that exists digitally and then in the mail comes this lovely little bundle where all of those flat colors have become textures and it's all about the warp and the weft of the fabric which colors all the colors are there always it's which colors are being pushed to the surface and what 
amount of that color is being pushed to the surface then optically blends to create that color right so Mm -hmm. they have all this surface richness because of that it's not a print where something sits on the surface it is woven through the material so it's like a like a really beautiful garment where the print is the fabric and isn't on the surface of the fabric um so there's something both like very 21st century that this is being done with a computer and a jacquard loom but there's also something very like craft based and like very historical about the way that they're produced and then we took all those small well small 20 inches by 20 inch tapestries and we made a larger image called a clear cut and that image is actually a collage of all the smaller ones so we printed those those flat (laughs) images cut them all out made a new landscape out of those other landscapes which is Actually, a very American technique of like these, you know, kind of like collaged Western landscapes, right? Oh. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. If we're talking about like, what, like American exceptionalist painting and like beautification of the landscape. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'll make the most beautiful landscape to prove that our country is the best. But to do it, I have to take this mountain and put it next to this lake. <laughs> and I saw a tree once on the East Coast. So I'm going to take it to the West Coast and create this, like, fantastic landscape that doesn't actually exist. I thought you were going to say plant grass in the desert. But... I mean, that too. <laughs> that's just that's just hubris. <laughs> um, yeah. And then. Then with all of the tapestries, actually after the setting was made for everything, we then populated them. So Ah, all the places existed first, and then we drew figures digitally again. And then you take that vector image and you have to digitize it using a stitch software. And then those figures are machine embroidered into the surface of the tapestry. So there's another kind of additive process which also lets you decide you know any color of thread you want in the world those oh that doesn't be... have to be exactly yes with the tapestry yeah and it can also yeah you can do different patterns you can you can choose anything really and an embroidery thread tends to be a it has more of a sheen mm-hmm. so those figures are kind of like lustrous in a way that the landscape is not where it's, those fibers are much more kind of matte. It's almost more like a, um, I'm going to resist the tendency to gender it, but it's, it, they're, yeah, they're just like, they're pretty little figures that get like <laughs> tucked in. And we like that the, there is something kind of like juicy and tacky and absurd about that shiny thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels a little bit like juicy paint. Like, a, mm-hmm. it feels like a little bit like a finishing, like swash of paint on a painting. Um, so it's like a nice little moment of texture. The tapestries have been fun because they've been like a, like a hyper collaborative process because we have been like working separately, like on our individual computers and we would come together and like project it on a big screen to work together. But we've been like passing these digital files back and forth and doing like cloud sharing so that like I can make an adjustment and I'll like text him and I'll say, Hey, check this out. And he'll hop on and he'll make an adjustment and he'll say like, what do you think about that? So like our um, our text chain on our phones is just like lots of pictures of like like little parts and pieces of things as it's in progress and us just going oh yeah yeah that's really good that's good that's good oh yeah yeah and then every once in a while like uh, 
a well and then we and then we have to make an adjustment but um it's it's fun there's also something about like externalizing part of that conversation too like yes normally as an artist you're sitting there by yourself more than i would prefer but uh you're sitting by yourself in your studio and you're like oh, is that purple enough or is that yeah. you know is that shiny or should it be matte and you have to decide that and I love that in the collaborative work, I take a picture of it and I text it immediately to Brittany and I'm like, I'm thinking this thread or this thread. Do you have feelings? And and it's always productive. And the decision gets made so much more quickly. And I don't know, there's less like angst in it. Like, is this the right choice? Yeah, and we're um, it's nice working collaboratively because you want to be kind to your friends, and that sort of in it in turn makes you a little bit kinder, kinder to, to yourself. yourself. Like sure. it's a it's a much more positive experience. Um, we have the both of us working together because we're like very happy to hype each other up and like celebrate like a good move in the work. So what is what is it that we have been texting each other back and forth? We're very smart and very talented. <laughs> yeah, we've like maybe texted each other that like sixty times in this. Every time a good decision is made we're like oh we are very smart and very talented no yeah which is never a sentence uh, I would like willingly out loud say as an individual in my practice but because I'm doing it with a friend I'm like hell yeah (laughs) so it sounds like there's going to be more collaborations in the future yeah Yeah, for sure yeah we we have it's like every other year we put on a right like I almost think of it it's the scale of like a solo show but it's that you make it with another person. And actually, even in my CV, I list these shows with my solo work because it's the same kind of... It's, yeah, it's you're making a body of work as opposed to that you're, like, participating with a community of other people right. engaged in the right, same right, ideas. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely... There's going to be, like, another show that comes out. And we've even... At each point in the process, we're often talking about, like, okay, we're going to do this and this and this for this show. But in the next show, what if we did... <laughs> like, when we got that uh, embroidery machine that let us do all the figures here, mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to do some applique. Like, satin applique nice, is going to happen. Nice. It's not going to happen now. But at some point, satin applique is going to happen. Uh, so there's going to be some show in the future that has satin applique. Well, I, I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> um, uh, is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up our our little podcast? Um, I highly encourage artists <laughs> to find a friend and oh, try yes. it out. It's, yeah, yeah. it's fun. Um, we've been having a lot of conversations about like what does it take to like have a cel- uh, a successful collaborative relationship with someone and. I don't know. We've got like a whole list of things now that's like quite long. But if you, I don't know, I highly recommend that everybody tries it at least once with someone whose taste that they trust implicitly because sure. it's it's a lot of fun and it brings a lot to your own individual practice. I make a lot of decisions now that I, I wouldn't have in the past. And I think that's probably the same hmm. for Justin. So definitely try it out, guys. <laughs> yeah, I I think just like, I think we both feel really lucky to have this working relationship and I'm really excited for people to see like what that has produced in the past yeah. two years at this point uh, oh, wow. of work that's being shown here at Grey Duck. So yeah, I'm really proud and really thankful to have a collaborator like Brittany. Yay. <laughs> well, thanks so much, you guys. Thank you.
<laughs> Thank you for showing us Grey Duck is wonderful. <laughs> I want to thank Brittany and Justin for joining me on the podcast. Their exhibition, The Chase, will run through May 28th. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and a black drum set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.